Welcome to episode 190 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most. Not as good as some. How are you, Mike? Fine. Another Thursday, August 3rd. Man. Yeah, seems like it was just New Year's Eve. New Year's <laughs> Eve 23. Here we are, August 3rd. I don't know about that, but yeah, I agree. No, it's going quick, man. Going too quick. Yes. Just like my sex life. Got to get that. But the the one hitters don't, you know, the one hitters come to my brain before I can get to the keyboard. Yeah. Something got to have a separate little button or something somewhere. But uh, we're going to, I'm going to get right to the first tasting. Uh, We have some donations from loyal listener, Tim LeBrake. Tim was in Baltimore, Maryland and checked out a few of the microbreweries and said, you know, the guys on the pod need to try a few of these. So one of them is Checker Spot Brewing Company in Baltimore, of course, just like I said. And this is Hillbilly Gold Pilsner coming in at 5.2% and 26 IBUs in the 16-ounce can, of course. All righty. And, hey, thanks, Tim. And just one of those life moments of, what is it, what is it called, the seven signs of kevin bacon or seven steps to kevin bacon or yeah three degrees of separation whatever yeah you whatever call it, it is because i went to school with tim played football he was a year ahead of me you work with tim now and you and i do a podcast together isn't that so, great tim's like kevin bacon that's <laughs> almost wow maybe he's his cousin might be I'll tell a story on that. It was funny after we Oops. cheers us up. Cheers. Cheers. 10 more to 200. Ooh-wee! There's good beer. That's uh. That's, now, this is for sure grass, a lawn mowing beer. Yeah. Almost, it's got a Budweiser feel to it. And by yeah. feel, I mean taste. Obviously, because I'm not bathing in it. <laughs> so, um, but it was funny. Liz and I were going wherever we were going, listening on the radio. One of the rare, no, it was actually Sirius XM. It was uh, on Ozzy's Boneyard. Can't remember what the the DJ's host name was, but he says he can do anything. I don't. There's got to be some parameters, but you give him. A name of like because it's 80s and he can get it back to Motley Crue or something like that. It, it god dang it, I wish I would have wrote it down, but anyway, the, and the, the listener said uh Gary Coleman and he says, Okay, Gary Coleman was on or no, it he was talking about the they were the love boat guy, the Gruber, Gar- <laughs> okay, gotcha. anyway, and it had to tie back to, I want to Liz will correct me on this because she was listening with me. It had to go back to Motley Crue, and he said, all right, Gary Coleman was on an episode of The Love Boat and also hosted an MTV show, which Vince Neil was on. So I think everything he could connect, any actor or 80s I could, pop star yeah. to back to Motley Crue. And it was just, I mean, sure, maybe the caller was scripted, but 
And I, I kind of butchered the order up, but it was just funny how <laughs> right. I, I, I'll never remember the guy's real name and it won't be a corrections corner, but the guy who's the gopher, wasn't that his yeah, name? Yeah, that, that the, was his the, name on the show. Yeah. yeah. So they gave his real name and Gary Coleman was on that and hosted MTV Music Awards and Motley Crue won an award that was presented by Gary Coleman. That's how they tied those together. So this guy was claiming everything 80s. Yeah. I know everything 80s. Basically, yes. Okay. And as bad as that was for podcasting, we'll probably edit that 77 seconds out. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe not. Okay, fresh start. That'll be my marker. And uh, shows, man. What you been? But first. Uh, what did I do? Both of us did it. Courtesy of Grandpa Blackhawk. And I don't think I was saying it to be funny, but we both said it. And I don't think anything of it because you see the word R-E-A-L because we were talking soccer Mm -hmm. and we both said Real Madrid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Apparently it's Real. Okay, sure. But... I mean, I I wasn't saying, I know I've heard other sportscasters, and maybe they're just doing it to be funny, but I know I've heard people say it is Real Madrid. I Yeah, I think that's the English pronunciation to it. I mean, sure, it's probably Real, um, but my daughter, having just gotten back from, you know, a little over two months in Europe, the way that we pronounce things, and she thought it was kind of cool in a way she couldn't pronounce some things that she was trying right. to pronounce. So talking French or uh, at one point trying to talk some Portuguese and you know, some, some of the people are being kind of snooty and like correcting her about the pronunciation, whatever. But then when they would ask her, her name, I guess McKenna, especially for the French, they can't with the tongue and, okay. the, and the NNA or whatever, they have a really hard time with it. So then she got a little satisfaction correcting them back. They're fair, well played, McKenna. So now I know we have a loyal, loyal, loyal fan base in, in Mexico known as Flights Football and anything else. So I apologize. Dave and I apologize for Real Madrid. It's Real Madrid. But you have to excuse me because really I'm going to give you my Spanish background right now. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve. Buenos dias, señorita McCarthy. And, uh, oh, como esta, I say. And last but not least, Feliz Navidad. There, there's my Spanish. That's there you so, go. so if it's outside of counting to 10, saying good morning to somebody or wishing them a Merry Christmas, I'm tapped out on the Spanish language. Right. So anyway, but anyway, so Real Madrid. Yeah. Are you going to learn any Portuguese before your trip? No, probably not. Okay. That's good. Cause from what I hear from McKenna and my brother-in-law, uh, out of, out of France, uh, Spain, Portugal, uh, the Portuguese speak probably in a lot of places, especially Lisbon speak English more than they speak. their actually native tongue. So, okay. Yeah. Well, as long as they make us feel at home. Yeah, they should. Anyway, yes. now what we've been watching. Yeah. I'll start it off. We did finish this. I don't know if see, well, it was for sure the season finale. I don't know where they could go with a season two. I think it was a, a one season and done, the crowded room. I'll give it a double thumbs up. 
wasn't a hundred percent thrilled with the way they ended it, but Hey, they wrapped things up nicely. And then we're caught up and it's week to week. That's the only bad thing. But on Apple plus the after party season two with Tiffany Haddish and others, Duke likes it. Duke likes it. And then the only other thing we've watched, we're, we're caught up through, I think it's episode four, which aired Tuesday night. We watched it last night on FX or Hulu. You can watch it on is justified city primeval. We heard you. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> um, so glory Tim, is a glory hound. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. It's it actually, it's really good. I, I really like where they're going with us. Although I don't know why they're lining him up to shack up with who he's going to shack up with. He could do way better, but Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, all right. And then I'll be honest with you. Uh, I know I'm on a summer break right now, but the only thing that, uh, we got in or were able to get in was catching Shelly up and finishing season one of shrinking. Okay. And now she can't stop talking about it. Well, you guys took off somewhere, didn't you? Like, Oh, we were, yeah. It was like up to Northport for a week. And then they came here. Uh, as you can see by some of the furniture adjustments in the, uh, South studio. And then we went back up to Traverse city for four days. Right. Yeah. So rock on. But that's it. Just uh, just catching up on shrinking. And I'm going to tell you, I enjoyed watching the second time as much yeah. as the first. We're almost caught up on all the shows, in, even week to week. I've got uh, Grant Davis, our former planner. He said that uh, Hijack is very good, okay, worth watching. And then I still got to do quarterbacks, the um, – Mahomes cousin and Mariota on Netflix, right? Which Eric Wally mm-hmm. tweaks corner intro outro music, and other than that, we might have to do a repeat, like you know, maybe rewatch uh, Outlander, yeah, or or something like that, because we'll be caught up on all our shows. Other than you know, waiting week to week for them to air new episodes. Gotcha. So. Yeah, hijack is one I wanted to start at some point here and quarterback. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Well, now that we're up to speed on that, we're going to go inside the ropes. We have SummerSlam 2023 this Saturday, August 5th. But before we get into that, I'm going to touch on AEW. We have all in from Wembley Stadium on August 27th. So my picks for that will be coming later. But in last night's Dynamite episode, I, I, I hope there's a swerve coming because the crowd seems to like it. Hey, whatever. Unlike the WWE, the WWE kind of goes with their storyline no matter what the crowd is wanting or demanding. And AEW, it seems like uh, Tony Khan kind of just like, oh, fans reacted to that. I'll give them more of that. Oh, fans reacted to that. I'll give them more of that. Whereas the uh, WWE um, kind of has the guys they want to push and they stick to it and they don't let the fans dictate. So, but MJF, listeners have heard me say, arguably the best heel in all of wrestling. Right. And 
unless there's a swerve coming down the, the way the, the, over the last month, they've turned him into a moosh mouth, baby face douchebag. I, it, it, it's no idea why in his little spiel he gave last night, he did tell the, the crowd, I'm still a scumbag by the way, you know, so he, so I, there's gotta be a turn somewhere. Was that their, was that their way of foreshadowing or? Well, I don't know. I don't know what it, but he, like, he comes in and gets all emotional. Say he had ADD and blah, blah, blah. I told a story, whether it was true or not, who knows? That's neither here nor there, but I don't understand. And then he's been off drugs for. No, he didn't do say that. <laughs> um, we know how you feel about that. He was, it's, he was at the ultimate heel level and they've all of a sudden turned to baby face. And it just, I just, I, I'm, I'm done yourself. Yeah. yeah it just, it doesn't make any sense to me other than the crowd seems to like it. He's with Adam Cole. The, I think Adam Cole is, you know, your best buy, um, geek squad employee, not a, high level wrestler. Right. I had one question. Yeah. And I didn't, Hopefully I didn't have an answer. I didn't watch that, but actually, uh, a sub question to preface what I want to ask mainly Logan Paul's AEW. Yeah. WWE. Damn. Yep. Okay. never mind then. I All had right. a, I had a WWE question then. All right. Well, All right. But, but, so, I'm, yeah, I'm going to get to that. Right. You, you have the, your Logan Paul question. I do, but if you got if you have AEW stuff left, then no, I'll let I'm you done with that. AEW. I was going okay. To so my Logan Paul question was: uh, there was a big article. Ric Flair believes that Logan Paul is better than seventy percent of the full timers on WWE. Agree or disagree? I wonder why he narrowed it down to just WWE because he's probably better than all but four or five of, on AEW. 70% I'm going to say is a little bit on the high end because he is so limited in experience. Right. But as far as being a heel, mic skills, athletic ability, he's in the upper half for sure. Okay. I'll, better than 70% I think is a smidge of a stretch. Sure. But I won't sit here and argue the nature boy. On that well, is, is the nature boy trying to poke at somebody or trying to ruffle no, some feather, feathers or because he didn't call anybody out specifically, but his daughter is in the WWE. So I would assume he's on team WWE and is just kind of trying to hype Logan, Paul. Logan Paul. Got it. So, but anyway, that's perfect segue. Then we just finished Logan Paul SummerSlam 2023, Saturday, October. August, October, I almost, I'm getting so far ahead of years flying by. I almost spent two more months off of uh, Saturday, August 5th, 2023, live from Detroit, Michigan, specifically Ford Field. And Grandpa Blackhawk was talking to me earlier today. And he said, I, I'm sure you're going to talk about uh, SummerSlam. And if you already had this in your notes, you don't have to give me credit. And I said, no, I didn't have any in the notes, but talk about wwe being the wwe larry was listening to the radio on one of his deliveries he spends a lot of wind windshield time you know delivering and uh SummerSlam in detroit has sold tickets to 47 of the 50 states and 20 countries holy shit 
So SummerSlam is kind of a kind of a big deal <laughs> in the wrestling industry. I remember when you know our my kids were into it. Oh, I mean that was something that was like, hey, dad, yeah. dad, no, we can't do that because SummerSlam is going to be on. And I was like, I say I just kind of got back into it. You know, MJF as a heel was part of it, and yeah. then you know Roman Reigns and that stuff. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Um, my sister, the the ladies of No DQ did their YouTube picks. And I told her, I said, well, I can't watch it because I can't be influenced. The Jim Cornette experience, um, I paused it and fast-forwarded 20 minutes and then got to his recap of last week, I, but I didn't want to be influenced by his picks. So without further ado, here are my picks for the SummerSlam this Saturday. The SummerSlam Battle Royal, Nakamura, Champa, Gable, Otis, Sheamus, and L.A. Knight, yeah, finally got to give L.A. Knight a meaningful win. That's my pick in the SummerSlam Battle Royal, which was kind of just recently put together. I think they realized that L.A. Knight wasn't on the card, and it's like, boy, we got to. He's been on a little heater lately. Oh, yeah, he? yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> and he's actually, even, even the bad press he gets, it's people like saying, well, all he is is another Stone Cold, another Rock. I think he's actually a combination of Stone Cold and The Rock. But the fans love him. But like I said earlier, WWE, and I learned this from my brother-in-law, Aaron, from No DQ, like the WWE doesn't care what the fans want. They're going to push who they want. And But there's only so much that you know, the fans are going to take. It's like, hey, we like this guy. Fucking put him out there. Right. So I'm going to take uh, LA Knight in the SummerSlam Battle Royal. Are you sure it's not Royale? In England, it would be Royale. <laughs> yeah, what's a Big Mac? I don't know what the fuck a Big Mac is. Le Royale with Real, cheese. Real Madrid. He's like, I just dropped a little Pulp Fiction on you, too. <laughs> Sorry. What are they, what's a Big Mac in France or Paris? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck a Big Mac is. A Big Mac is a Big Mac. He's because like, you know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in, in France? A Le, Ro Le Royale with cheese. But anyway. All right, the aforementioned Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Logan Paul gets his first victory. Megastar like that, not just because of what you said, Ric Flair said. Ricochet is kind of a high flyer, and those two last year did, the mat, did that move where I told everybody Paul was on the top of the one ring rope. Ricochet was on the top of the other ring rope. Might have been the Royal Rumble. And they just jumped off the rope and basically chest bumped violently in the middle of the ring. Yeah. One of the more impressive things you do. So Ricochet is good. Right. But I, I don't see why Logan Paul, well, for all the money they're paying him, that's one reason he might. But at some point, you got to get the guy a win. And he, all he's fought is like Roman Reigns lost, Seth Rollins lost. Now, Ricochet is more of a mid-card guy. Right. And those two can have a yeah. wild match. Ricochet's not going to be hurt too much by losing to Logan Paul. So I'm going to say Logan Paul gets his first victory. And I'm not going to, Caitlin, if this, or Eric from Tweaks Corner, if he's fought Joe Schmo and beat Joe Schmo, I'm not counting that as a win. I'm talking his big matches that he's had. But I, I don't remember seeing him wrestle at all other than those big matches. Logan Paul. Right, 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 right. All right, uh, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler in a quote-unquote MMA-style match. I really like the storyline of betrayal they got going with this segment. Yeah, that was that was my... <gasps> and it could be a swerve again, 
but I kind of cheated on this pick. Yeah. I'm going to take Shayna Baszler because I've read in other non-wrestling things that Ronda Rousey's leaving the WWE. Ah. So why would right. she win a match if she's leaving yeah, the company? She's leaving. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of cheated on that, but I'm going to go Shayna Baszler. But maybe that's just information the WWE's putting out there. Yeah. And, and I, I fell for it. But Fake news. I'm going Baszler. Cody versus Brock three. Cody's there week in, week out. Brock isn't. I've got to take Cody Rhodes. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, we got Gunther, the ring general, and Drew McIntyre. Gunther. Drew McIntyre was out for a while. I don't know if it was money, injury, whatever. And now he's back and all immediately on a pay-per-view for the title. I think they're going to go with an angle of um, a little dispute between Imperium and I'm going to take Drew McIntyre to win the Intercontinental title. I hope I'm wrong with that because I like Gunther better than Drew McIntyre, but I'm going to take Drew McIntyre. And here's the the pick that I'm going too deep into the weeds, but hey, you got to take some shots, especially in a make No risk, no reward, Mike. We have the WWE Women's title in a three-way match. Champion Asuka versus Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair. Hmm. I'm going to say Bianca Belair wins that match, becomes champion, and EO Sky cashes in her money in the bank and beats Bianca Belair. So we went from Asian champion mm-hmm. to Asian champion in the same night. So, oh, wow. Yeah, Bianca okay. Belair is going to be the champ, but EO Sky is going to cash in her money in the bank. And the, I, if I'm not mistaken, since the women have gotten their own money in the bank, there has not been an unsuccessful cash in of the, the money in the bank briefcase. So, Belair to win the match, EO Sky to cash in and win. Uh, Rollins versus Balor. I'm taking Seth Rollins. He's too hot right now, though I don't think Damian Priest is going to cash in just yet because if he cashes in, that almost, if he cashes in and beats Rollins, I think that's almost the beginning of the end of the judgment day because Finn Balor is going to be pissed. And we've already, last week we already talked about Rhea Ripley and where they're going with that. She's not in SummerSlam. And then finally, Bastards. Uh, no surprise here because I gave my picks to this. Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. There's no way Jey Uso is the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. I, I just I can't see it. I think Roman Reigns is going to hold his title probably till WrestleMania where he loses to Cody Rhodes. Everybody thought Cody Rhodes was going to win it last March. Cody right. will beat him in March of 2024. So, L.A. Knight, Logan Paul, Shayna Baszler, Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre, Belair to win, but then to lose to EO Sky, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. Those are your SummerSlam winners for Saturday, August 5th. Nice. Nice work. Thank you very much. And my sister, Caitlin, loyal listener, my oldest son, Justin, never a listener, they will actually, they got their tickets from Michigan, of course. Yeah. But one of the 47 states, as they will both be at SummerSlam this Saturday. Nice. So, right. yeah. anything else? Or you want to rate? Let's Hillbilly let's rate Hillbilly. Gold? All right. 
I'm going first. Yep. Yeah. Uh, as a German Pilsner, it's good. I'm going to rate this based on if I were a taste tester and I had my little sheet in front of me on what a standard German Pilsner is supposed to taste like, even if it's made supposedly by a hillbilly with one tooth. I'm going to go 3.75. Holy moly. This this is. I'm a, not saying it's my favorite beer ever, and it's a standard lawn mowing Pilsner. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's not. Uh, but I'm just saying I'm putting an asterisk by this because I'm I'm rating it on on what I think it's that that beer is supposed to taste like, and right. I think they did a good job. All right, and I'm going rating. My rating is how I personally liked it, not what they were going for. And you hit the nail right on your head. It right on your head, right on the head that it had a German strong German beer taste to it. I'm not a I don't like German beer. Right. And it's it's a little bit dank. Very drinkable. You know, if we're sitting around in the driveway, campfire shooting the shit in the saw we had, I'd pound multiples. Right. Absolutely. I'm no dummy. I'm no quitter either. Yeah. But 2.5. It's, right. you know, basically what I would rate a Budweiser or a Miller. 2.5, drinkable. Just pound them away, but nothing that's going to lift your dress. Or play your banjo. That's right. But before you cut off there, Dave, we got to go to the untapped rating. Busted. All right. Here we go. 1.1,000 1. 1, check-ins. 1.1K. 1. 1 and drum roll. What is it? It is 3.63. Holy fuck. That's a high rate. Man. Well, they're probably rating it the same way. They're, you know. Yeah. You know, an IPA lover or a sour lover or something like that, you know, they're not going, I'm going to taste some of this hillbilly right. so I can give it a shitty rating on untapped. Fair enough. But, um, boy, after that uh, untapped gaff and, and my butchered story of the gopher <laughs> from the love boat, oh, it, is this episode 190 or is this episode nine of the pod? But, hey, we'll, we'll amp it up for it's seconds. It's only going to get three. better from here. All right, Mike. Well, let's take a tangent in a little different direction away from hillbillies and let's go with strawberry shortcake. Now, have you had it's, you know, obviously we're getting towards the end of summer. Have you had strawberry shortcake yet? No, I'm not as a, a dessert huge, I'm or not a not huge a, fan, but okay. just for corrections, corner purposes, it's yeah. strawberry shorts. Cake. Well, I yeah. was actually, I wasn't introducing right. the beer yet. Okay. I was but just yeah, saying no, um, like, if you offer it yeah. at a cookout or something and I'm hungry, I might go for it. Sure. Oh, strawberry shortcake's overrated in my opinion. Gotcha. As a dessert. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty much like crack to me. I'll okay. eat it till I throw up. Good stuff. Anyway, like Mike said, this is Shorts Brewing's version of strawberry shorts cake. And it's a golden ale brewed with strawberries and milk sugar. And it comes in at 4.3% and 10 IBUs. And officially, it's labeled as a fruit beer. All right. And um, coincidentally enough, eating crack is the third most popular way to consume crack. <laughs> I did not know that. You learn something 
every time you listen to this podcast. Boy, it pours like a golden ale, not a not a fruit beer. I think that's part of the strawberry coming through. Slight strawberry on the note. Cheers. Slight strawberry. No tink on that because I've got the stainless steel maple grill cup. And I've got the maple grill pint. Tastes like a fruited. Um, Yeah, no, it sure does. I'm just trying to, you know, a lot of times when we have these fruit beers, I'm trying to figure out, you know, does it still taste like a beer? Because sometimes we have these and, you know, like you're like, oh, God, tastes like a wine cooler or, you know, tastes like you're drinking a cider or something along those lines. Mm. All right. I'll work on that and try to figure that out. As will I, David. As will I. Um, Yes. Sports. It's not much. Nope. But Hall of Fame game tonight. I think it's the Browns and Jets. Uh, as we record, they're probably just about ready to kick off. Yeah. Now, like, you know, this is the fourth year of this pod, give or take, and we've mentioned it many times as this time of year. Unless you got money on it, for all intents and purposes, this is a meaningless game. But it's not meaningless to the people that are going to be playing in it because a lot of these people are fighting to be the, you know, the 46th, 47th, 48th through the 53rd player on the respective rosters of the Jets and the Browns. So the bottom line is Hall of Fame game on Thursday, August 3rd. I want to say season starts September 10th. No, the 12th is a Monday. 11th, 10th. I think the season starts on the 8th. 8th or the 10th, let's just say the 10th for simple math purposes. 28 more days in August, 10 days in September, means we're down to 38 days before NFL football starts. So, And that's Mike's viewing crack, right? Yeah, viewing crack. Yeah, you, you can, <laughs> we can eat crack and we can view crack. And, it, you know, the, quite frankly, the NFL, dare I say, the NFL may push wrestling to the back burner. Oh. Unless something really oh. happens, unless Rhea continues to reign supreme, and then maybe the NFL takes second fiddle to Rhea. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so anyway, football's in the air. Um, and again, I hate when people say it's meaningless, because I think you can bet on it. So why you would bet on a game like this, I have no idea, unless you're just addicted to gambling. Right. But again, it's meaningful for people. Hey, if I don't make this roster, I got to go work at FedEx. So, I mean, it's meaningful for that guy. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So, so he's given his all. I mean, you're like Deshaun Watson. I'm sure he's not even dressed tonight. He's probably getting a massage somewhere. Right. <laughs> a massage. But, uh. Massage. And then. How do, ba- how do the British say it? Massage. Okay. They say it kind of funny. Uh, do they? They, they yeah. emphasize. I don't know. Yeah. I've never gotten a massage in Britain, so. <laughs> You should change that. I, yeah, when listen, I go to London in March. Maybe we will. <laughs> Baseball. So through twenty games, the Red Sox were fifteen and five, including that includes two losses to the worst team in baseball, the Oakland Athletics. But the fifteen and five was good enough for best record in the major leagues for the month of July. Well, then they go out west to San Francisco and Seattle, two teams fighting for playoffs. So those two solid teams. No shame in that game. And they go two and four. Today they're off. And then, in my opinion, 
what starts another pivotal 10-game stretch. We have the Blue Jays, who are fucking spiraling out of control as we speak. Got a couple big hitters hurt, and I think they're the third wildcard team right now. So the Red Sox have them for three at Fenway, followed by seven games between the Royals and the Tigers. Everybody says the Tigers will be buyers next year because they're very close, but they were sellers this year. So basically the Red Sox play the Blue Jays and then seven games against the, unless it's a four-game series with the Blue Jays, but I think it's just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They have seven games with the Royals and Tigers. Two minor league teams because they both both teams just traded everybody they had. Right, so, right. These next 10 games will dictate whether it's a fun baseball finish for this cat yeah. or just another oh, if, piss and moan fest as always. If the if the Tigers take two games out of that series, I can't wait for the podcast oh, after that. Yeah. Oh, if the Tigers take two games, there probably won't be a podcast. Well, no, actually, there will, there'll be at least one more podcast because I think that series is next Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. So we'll get one more podcast under our belt. And then I'll, you know, I'll be Cobain in it. So, but I was a little disappointed in the Reds. I mean, the Mets, I wish I understood the financials of baseball because the Mets traded everybody in their organization, including a couple of volunteer popcorn vendors who were like, what? I can't, I can't live in Houston. I don't even know anybody in Houston. You know, Verlander, sure. And the Mets are still paying the, uh, I don't know, I should, I'm not going to misspeak and say the majority. They're paying a huge chunk of uh, Scherzer and Verlander's salary to not pitch for them. It's like, I wish I was smart enough to understand the economics of like what, okay, Dave, you're, you're on Team Mike. Team Mike's in disarray, got to shed payroll. And just start over. It didn't work. You know, you didn't live up to expectations. You're making a hundred million a year. I trade you to team spilling the nachos and I'm going to pay 78 million of the hundred, you know, so team spilling the nachos picks up 22 million of the hundred million. And I'm so why, why don't I just keep you on my fucking team? If I'm going to pay the money anyway, right? Right. I mean, so what is, and, and you might say, well, Mike, they got prospects for the Verlander and Scherzer deal. Well, here's something that, like, I've always said when the Rams won the Super Bowl and it was either Sean McVay or the owner of the Rams. I think it was Sean McVay. But, hey, what about those number one picks you gave up? And I think it, it was Sean McVay or the owner, one of the two, I think Sean McVay, said, fuck them draft picks. Because in baseball's even – a looser cannon than football when it comes to draft picks because oh, for sure from 2013 to 2022. So a nine year sample at the trade deadline, there were 573 prospects traded in that nine year period. 573 prospects are usually somebody in yeah, that's rated like in the top 20 of your organization prospects to become impact players, meaning like, like uh, Trout, sure. uh, Harper, you know, yeah. big-time players. Right. Prospects mm-hmm. to become impact players 
in that nine-year period from when they were traded, 17 or 3%. Prospects to become impact players or contributors. You know, meaning, I mean, yeah, they're not like, they're not Bryce Harper, but they made a major league team, hit 228, four homers, and knocked in 17. 62 or 10.8%. And let me, I got to pull up a text that I, I sent to Larry that meant, I, I said it was just a note to myself, don't worry about it. Um, okay. And 29% of those, 572 or whatever I said it was, 29% of those prospects that traded were traded 2013 to 2022 have never even appeared in a major league baseball game. So to quote, to requote Sean McVay or the Rams owner, fuck them prospects. So why you wouldn't deal to get somebody, if you thought you were there now, yeah, sure. The Tigers aren't going to trade their whole farm system for Shohei Otani to finish third in the division only to have Otani sign for $500 million next year elsewhere. That, that doesn't make any sense. But like why a team that, Hey, we got a legitimate shot. Let's do it this year. Trade all those fucking guys. Every year there's a 7 billion round draft <laughs> that has quote unquote prospects. And I just gave the data. The data doesn't lie, Dave. 10% of the prospects traded have been contributors. Fuck, you can find a contributor any day of the week. Right. So it's like, and the Red Sox stood pat. I don't disagree with them. Bloom, and it's C-H-A-I-M. If you everybody remembers episode 189, I couldn't figure out how to pronounce his name. It's Cham, Cham Bloom, and it's C-H-A-I-M. Him, Cora, sat down and met with the team, and the team kind of basically voted, hey, let's just let's roll with what we got, yeah. and you know, let's see what happens. I don't know if there was anything out there that could put the Red Sox over the hump. Fundamentally, they're, they're actually somewhat comical to watch. <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't even know how, and the listeners are like, man, as much as you've bitched about them, Mike, I don't, how are they even still in contention? <laughs> and I'm asking the listeners, I have no clue. I mean, right. they don't run the base as well. They're the worst defensive team in the league, and they make a lot of mental mistakes. And yet they're two and a half games out of a wild card berth. Well, they've been pounding the shit out of the baseball. Right. I mean, and then, you know, Sale and Whitlock are supposed to be back soon. So hopefully they can give them something. But anyway, we'll see about that. So, yeah, the money thing is I'm, whether it's baseball or real estate or professional sports in general, I, I don't get it. It A lot of it doesn't make sense. Right. It's and like, it, and I would imagine something has to do with because like, like it, your quote uh, last pot or two pods ago. Like, is this real? Yes. Is this fun money? Right. Where the hell is this coming from? Well, and again, to answer my own question that I posed a couple of minutes ago, I'm guessing something has to do with it because, like, baseball has a luxury tax, and if you go over it, you pay a certain percentage that's divided up amongst all the other teams, blah blah blah, and they have to spend it towards salary or they get penalized, blah 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 blah. It's a whole legal, not legal, but. And maybe it's like, okay, the Mets will pay the $70 million to Verlander, but that $70 million doesn't count against our salary cap. So therefore, now we're under the salary cap, and now we can have money to 
go after Otani next year or whatever their their goal is. But there's got to be a benefit to trading a quality player. Yeah, the Mets were going nowhere. I, I get I get why they traded him or them or all. I mean, because they traded, they actually fucking. I mean, that fucking that they caught fire and everybody was leaving in flames. Right. That was such a fire sale. But there has to be something. There has to be a benefit for saying, hey, we're trading our best players, and you know what? We're going to pay a, at least a portion, and I think in the Mets' case, it's a substantial portion of the contract. So it has to have something to do with the luxury taxes, you know, yeah. salary cap, this, that, or the other thing. But, but That makes sense when you right, say that. Right, because otherwise it's like, why not just say, hey, Verlander, you're 107 years old. Hope you enjoy pitching for a last-place team. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> and then if a team steps up and says, Hey, well, yeah, we'll take his contract. Hey, see ya. Yeah. Then you, that trade makes sense, but right. to pay trade and pay. Yeah. I'll have to research that and figure out why that is. Right. Speaking of, if you're done with baseball, yes, I'm going to take a drink and catch my breath. Speaking of money and contracts and ridiculousness uh this whole live pga thing is still kind of spiraling and nobody really knows what's kind of going on except the development this last week tiger woods is now on the advisory board to the pga tour so the players now have equal or depending on what article you read the players may have a one vote advantage as far as passing anything that happens on the PGA tour, including whatever little contract or agreement they come up with, with the live. So it's kind of like as the world turns. So if you enjoy your soap operas and your reality TV, this might be a doozy, you know, by the time it's all said and done. And then I had a, um, player pass. I don't know if I'm going to save it for that. Or if you wanted to comment, if anybody watched the fourth round of the men's senior British open, it's the kind of round all, you know, some of the players and a lot of fans were commenting, like they kind of felt bad for the players, but it was so fun to watch. Cause it was, it was fun to watch professional golfers struggle. Uh, it was like watching the scene in Caddyshack mm. when, uh, uh, <laughs> shit. I was going to say Eddie Murphy. God dang it. Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray. Eddie Murphy. Where the hell did that come from? <clears throat> so when Bill Murray was caddy, and I don't think the heavy stuff's going to come down for, for quite some time. And, you know, and the him and father, I can't remember his name, goes out, you know, and they're, they're, they're struggling against the wind. And it was kind of that kind of day. And so, you know, headlines read, you know, scoring records broken at senior men's PGA or uh, senior open. Uh, but it was not low scoring records. It was high scoring records. That's not, we're going to do that here instead of in Mike player pass. Cause I didn't see it. Yeah. Typically speaking, they always like, why didn't they delay it? Like, why did they play through that? Do you think was it, was it the final round and they just say, let's fucking get this over. Cause nobody cares anyway. I think it was bordering. Now they'll play in rain and wind. As now, evidenced by the the open two weeks ago or whatever it was, because one one of those days it was nasty, right? And the weather just turned. And I think the links courses, I think with the open, that's kind of a 
you better expect it to happen at least one of the days. Yeah, and, the, and there's no lightning or anything, so right. it's just like, well, just as deal long with as there's it, no lightning, just deal or, with it. Yeah, hey, we'll see what it is. <laughs> yeah. Survival of the fittest. You know what I mean? So yeah, so I think that's why it happened. But uh, if you if you want to get on YouTube uh, or the uh, PGA website um, or any of the golfing websites, the 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 open website, check that out. Um, some of it's kind of comical. But in retrospect, too, I watch a highlight video. So it was all the good shots, all the. And it's like, holy shit, how are these guys hitting some of these shots? I mean, the flag is almost coming off of the stick, you know, and you could see, you know, their pant legs and their windbreakers are flapping so hard. How how are they even concentrating in some of this shit? But they're pulling off some some great shots. Um, At least a few of them were. Now, our listeners are going to be yelling at Bill Murray's character in Caddyshack. Carl Spackler? Yeah. Or Speck, what, Carl? I think you you might have hit it. I should know it, but I'm not going right. to think of it right now. That's something we can... Yeah. I, drew a, I drew a blank when you it's said it. It's definitely Carl. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Maybe Duke says yes. Duke agreed. But uh, the only other thing, of course, uh, women's um, FIFA World Cup, and they barely squeaked by... Uh, yeah, uninspiring as very, I, I would like to say is the the defending two time champs. Yeah, uninspiring at best. Dare I say? I think most of your pundits would agree. A convent a convincing three nil win game one. Game two was a one one draw, and game three was a nil nil draw. Those speaking those... them tie soccer terms, eh? Yeah, because it's Real Madrid. <laughs> right. If you say the word pitch, I'm really gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. Um, but they are in the knockout round. They play Norway. No, check that. Sweden Sunday at 5 a.m. And then they, if the U.S. women's national team beat Sweden. On Friday, 50 versus 52, the United States is 52, 50. They, ha- they get the winner of Japan, Norway in the quarterfinals. But we got to get by Sweden first. Yeah. First time since 1995 that Germany lost a stage game in the Women's World Cup. Yeah, so. sucks for them. But yeah, the U.S. has been underachieving. And this is the only time... That- I don't watch soccer. I don't. I watch golf only for the majors. For the majors and the rider. When you got U.S. versus like the Olympics, I don't. You know, I'll sit and watch. And I, I can't lie. I, I'm not going to watch a whole lot of figure skating, but like bob, bob sledding, track, shot put. You know, sure. No offense, Dave. Track and field events. No offense. When it's U.S. versus the world, right? I'm watching. Soccer, I don't give. I could care absolute shit. In fact, with my uh, T-Mobile package, all I had to do was click accept, and I could have watched all MLS soccer games for free because I'm a. We are T-Mobile, right? Subscribers. um, Subscribers. Nah, didn't even bother with it. Like I'm never going to watch that. I don't care if it's free or they pay me. Well, well, if they paid me something, I might watch, but it would have to be worth my while. I was going to say, what would that number be, Mike? 
It would it would have to be at least I I would say let's say I bet on it. I would say hey, twenty five dollars is my normal standard bet. If you pay me twenty five dollars, I'll watch this game. Okay. So, all right. But and then yeah, you'd probably bet it and maybe lose it. Yeah, and then yeah. Have to... I, I'd bet a hundred on it. I'd be down seventy five <laughs> and get mad at a soccer game I have no knowledge of anything whatsoever about. But that's all I have. Yeah, because like I say, sport, you know, no hockey, baseball, we talked, golf, we talked. Hell, we had to throw soccer in to get it, something into the mix. So, um, but it's a world event, like you said. Yeah, world event. We, we want the U.S. women to do well, but they're underachieving, so to speak. So, I don't know why it was rim shot. I don't they either. Were, I was they were, sitting there they looking were at you going, what, what was that? I'm trying to think what we got in the store. In the Did I miss so, it? That was, that's what she said? We got a third segment. I'm trying to. Th- I'm. I'm looking ahead. I'm. I'm. I'm uh, analyzing what we're doing in the third segment. But yeah, yeah. Well, and this one, this one was only a uh, a little stubby twelve ouncer. Yes. And I'm looking at yours, and we're both at the bottom, so we might as well rate it. All right. Sounds good. All right. You're, you're so up. I'm back to my, not compared to other beers how I like the particular beer I'm drinking. That's how I'm rating it. I actually enjoyed this more than the Hill Hillbilly Gold. Had it not been as whiny tasting, I would have given it a higher rating, but I'm going 2.85. I'm going 3.0 for pretty much the same reasons, but I kind of like the fruity, almost whiny taste. I'm not getting, it's, it's barely a beer. I don't right. know if that's a good way to describe it. No, I, I agree. And I, I like our ratings, and this is how we've been for 40-some yeah. episodes. I mean, 0.15, very, very close. I mean, yeah. the first tasting, we were 1.25 off. Yeah. So now this one with the, uh, with the shorts following, 20.3 thousand check-ins. And those 20.3 thousand check-ins come in at 3.56. But you know what, Mike? This reminds me of a fruit beer at the Maple Grill. Their rhubarb is fantastic. Good fruit beer. I think a rhubarb is a rhubarb a fruit that looks like a vegetable though. It's vegetable. Could be wrong. Doesn't matter. It's very sweet though, at least Mm. to my palate. And uh, that rhubarb beer at the Maple Grill is delicioso. And if you want to try that out, make sure you make it to one three one zero five Gratiot Road in Hemlock. But first, go to the website, themaplegrill.net, G-R-I-L-L-E.net. Check out what's on tap. Check out what's on the menu. And then when you get there, tell them Mike and Dave sent you. Thank you very much. So, moving on. Also, speaking of the shorts, uh, strawberry shorts cake, that one was not technically Tim's. Tim actually brought us a brew dog. Hazy Jane. Hazy Jane, which we have had on the pod before. And like you said, you thought when you were in Scotland. That was the, in my kegerator, yes. At, at the Brewdog Hotel, yeah. that Hazy Jane was actually in your kegerator in your hotel room. Exactly. And no, no worries, Tim. Much appreciated. I drank those as we were testing the other beers and whatnot. So still much appreciated. Absolutely. So but the this next third one is from Tim. This third one is from Tim. And this one is called Steady Eddie IPA. Always ready, always steady. 
19 grand slams, 3,255 hits, and 504 home runs. Now, this is from Union Craft Brewing in Baltimore, Maryland, of course, because that's where he was visiting and got us the stuff. And, of course, on the can, it's got Eddie Murray, number 33. Yes, and I would be a sucker for a beer company that, because this, we have a section on our sheets where we rate the beers, where we rate the cans. A lot of times we don't rate the cans because a lot of them are just generic cans and they're, you know, but this right here, I would probably rate for my personal liking the first ever five of anything on this pod because this is the base, and Tim can appreciate this because Tim, I believe, is a former card collector. This is a beer covered by a baseball card because that was the, yeah, sure, it's got Eddie Murray's picture on the cover. I mean, yeah, it doesn't have the Oriole hat because that's trademark infringement. But then you spin the can, and that's where you got your statistics from where he hit 19 grand slams, had 3,255 hits, and 504 home runs. I would be a sucker if a beer company, whether it be, it be a stout, an IPA, a Pilsner, a sour, whatever, if it was like, hey, Hall of Fame player. Shit in a can. Yeah, shit in a can. As long as Hall of Fame players and put uh, Cy Young. All their blah, stats. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or just three. I, I like the three. I mean, Eddie Murray had more than three stats, but boom, boom, boom. Simple. Yeah. His pitcher, the perfect can. 190 episodes in, so roughly 570 beers, the perfect can, and I would be a sucker. I would go out of my way to try to collect all 30 cans. Gotcha. Or whatever. That, I think that's a great I'm what, idea. Do you think there's something like that? There's got to be something like that out there, no? You, you well, haven't yeah, seen, I mean, we haven't we, seen we, anything, yeah, have we've we? we've done 507, you know. Yeah. We, we had that Chet's thing that looked like, Tom Canelli, right? But that was just a caricature and had no stats or anything, right? Uh, it's a it's a great idea. Yeah. I think it's and again, you know, it's got the U on the hat. Uh, they probably had to talk with Eddie to get his likeness because that does look like Eddie Murray. Yeah, for sure. And I wouldn't waste the money like you know using the official red side uh, or hell. Why doesn't Major League Baseball? I was gonna say why <laughs> trademark that fucker and put you know. Babe Ruth and a New York Yankee oh, had yeah. 714 homers, X number of the yak. Give us this a, is a, give yeah, us 50 cents yeah. a can. This is absolutely perfect can. Yeah. So, thanks, Tim. Now let's hopefully it tastes as good as the can looks. Exactly. So this is an American style IPA, and we're going into our IPA specially shaped glasses. I've got the Austin Brothers. And I've got Kenny Creek from loyal listener Jeff Laporte. Cheers. Cheers. IPA notes. Solid. Ooh. Doesn't that hit little, you on the finish, though. See, I get the finish is where I get that little spinneroony. What? You know, it's a little. Uh, so I'm saying, but I'm not getting the IPA on the finish necessarily. Well, that's where I'm getting it. I mm. like it. 
Nope, never mind. There it was. Maybe yeah. some of the cupcake was still, or shorts, shorts cake was still lingering. The crack you eat. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, anyway, I think it's time for player pass, Mike. Oh. But first. <laughs> all right. Now, yeah. I hope you don't ask me to sing this. Tricky Because I cannot, I can't carry the pace or the melody or the note of this song. Ready? So yep. I'm going to start it off by reading it, and then I'll try to do my best to carry the tune, and I know I'll butcher it. Meatloaf. Don't let your meatloaf. <laughs> and don't let your meatloaf and try to get this song, Dave. All right. Episode 190 edition of Stump Dave of the top 100 rock songs of the 1980s. That's, that's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and aeroplanes, and Lenny Bruce is not afraid. Oh. And I'll give you a clue. That I mean, that is the very first verse of the song. Yeah. And like I said, nope, I, I, I've got nothing right now. Anything else in the song, I would have just I, I basically have to give you the title. And it would be okay. like, okay. But that's great. It starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes and aeroplanes, and Lenny Bruce is not afraid. Uh, I'm going to count to five and I'm going to give you a clue okay. of the band who sings it and maybe this will trigger it off for those listeners of ours playing at home. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. So the group is something you do. It, it is not something you do. It's a part of what happens when you're sleeping. Oh, REM. Boom. They're okay. Yeah. There's, that's the group. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I know the. Wasn't a big REM. Nor was I. And I'm surprised it was number six. And that's the. It's the. It's boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. That song. It's the end of the world as we know it. Yep. There we go. All right. And that was number 77. You know, so. Right. It is what it is. And that was that, a good that, one. I, I text uh, a, a picture of all the numbers I've used, and I told Nick, I said, pick one that we haven't used, which is pretty weird because of all the songs we've used, as you start queuing up Player Pass, Mike, I wanted just some quick facts of the game that we play, if I can find my sheet, and it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to find it right now. But anyway, of all the, I mean, I think we've done this, let's say, 40 times. Yeah. Random draws, either I say, okay, I'm choosing number, or Liz, pick a number, Nick, pick a number. It's just the three of us. And of the 40 numbers, we've actually played 38 times. Two of the ones, it was like, I went to the song and it was like, yeah, I've never heard that song. I, <laughs> so 38 of the 40 or whatever it is, you know, whatever the total is, we've actually been able to play Mm-hmm. Where, but so, so, so yeah, like I said, this so podcast thir- has to go at least. Okay, wait, here it is. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. Well, I was way off. 31. So 31, tw- we've played 29 of the 31. So we got to do this 69 more weeks. 
<laughs> so we, that's right. So we get 69 more weeks. We'll bring Ron Jeremy in to do that <laughs> episode with us. And all right. All right. Player pass, Mike. Player pass, Mike. You can now do live fantasy golf. It's legal. They've got a they've got a thing for it. Uh if if you find it and it's available, are you gonna partake or no? No. Simply and it's not my stance against live. It's just about every golfer, you, you get odds 10 to 1, and it's just a random crap shoot, and it's like, okay. Right. Except for maybe if, you know, if if you were to include some of those guys like a Cameron Smith or a, a Brooks Kepka for a little while, you thought he was on a heater. You know, some of those guys that went to live that are in the top 20, 25 in the world. Uh, even though they're not in the golf rankings per se, when they're on the live, they probably, they're going to be at some point, but, uh, those guys, yeah, I mean, they got a little better chance. Of- oh, oh, absolutely. You got a better chance, but I just stay away from it simply because you, not that I've never bet NASCAR, but I stay away from NASCAR. Cause it's like, all right, Hey, Denny Hamlin's 12 to one, boom, throw 20 bucks on Denny Hamlin that pays, you know, whatever it pays you your I'm not going to do the math here because I'm six, seven beers in. So I'm not going to do the math, but all right. Hey, all right, we're down to the final day. Oh, here we come out of the final turn. Yeah. And Denny Hamlin loses, you know, and you get nothing. I mean, there, I mean, <laughs> right. I know football games, you could lose on a 62 yard field yeah. goal and it'd be like, oh, yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. I, I know but what you're saying. Football, baseball, hockey, basketball, it's team A, team B. You bet the winner, you bet the loser. You yeah, know, NASCAR right. and golf, it's like, okay, I got 10 to 1 odds on this golfer, Too many and he finishes third, yeah. but the guy who finished first shot a world record 18, 36, 50. He shot a world record 72. He holds in one every hole. It's like, <laughs> God damn it, how, how could I have yeah. predicted that? Or Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, I think my arm is yeah. broken. So, but yeah, so no, I, I, I play the question. I pass on playing fantasy live. All right. Is the Pac-12 Dunzo? Paul Feinbaum says yes. Well, I didn't even hear Paul Feinbaum said that, but I mean, that's I, I mean, unless you can have a conference with no teams, <laughs> I, I, mean, how, I mean, how else? I mean, I mean, right. really, what? Because right. if you don't have a TV deal, yeah, and that's what it's about right it, now. Absolutely, there, yeah. the USC UCLA are going to the Big Ten. How that really works, I have no idea. And then who just Colorado just or who just talk, Colorado's talking yeah, about leaving? Yeah. Well, they're not. They said it's they not. Done? Yeah, it's, it's, done yeah it's, it's not if we leave; it's when we leave. Right. So yeah, so yeah, they're absolutely done. I mean, unless unless they become like like Atl- a Glea, Atlantic Twelve or or like a GLIAC or a Big East. Remember when all the big the Big East power basketball schools went elsewhere. The Big East still has teams, but it doesn't have the, the clout big, that it used to have. It's not the Big East that right. it used to be. Sure, sure. All right. Uh, Phil Mickelson is positive about the direction uh, the direction forward by – God, I can't even read my own writing here. What the hell am I trying to write? Phil – I won't even look at it then. Phil's been pretty positive about the direction the Live and the PGA Tour is going right now. He had some kudos when Tiger got um, – put on the 
uh, PGA Tour Advisory Board, but came out with a statement that says still the PGA owes the live players that went over an apology for slanderous remarks during the split. I was going to pass because I think Phil's just in, I'll play this question. No, it, uh, you know, there were choices to be made and you're on one side or the other. Everybody doesn't get a fucking medal in life. I'm not of that ilk. So good use of the word. People went that way. The you, the listeners can't see my arm direction, but people went that way. Live people went that way. PGA. When there's a split like that, there's going to be crosswords. And now, through politics, money, this, that, and the other thing, they're kind of melding together. No apologies are needed. You went that way. We went that way. Fuck you. I'm not apologizing to you because this is. I went this way because right. that was my belief. So yeah. And, so, and so fuck Bill Mickelson. Nobody said, owes anybody an apology. John Rom basically said something to that effect. Just no f bombs. <laughs> um. All right. And I've got a short one for this week, but uh, apparently, <laughs> well, that would mean I. <laughs> if it's this week, it's every week, folks. <laughs> so. Under boob shirts and swimwear, this is supposedly becoming a thing, or it's a thing at least in the short term. So, what have you? Did you get a chance to look at it, or do you know what I'm talking yeah. about with under boob wear? Yeah, I mean they're like almost like I prefer the traditional. I like a one piece bikini. Okay. Or. Or our or, or one piece is called Wait, bathing yeah, suits. Yeah, you can't. One piece okay. bathing suit. One piece it, yeah. bathing suit or the traditional bikini where it covers what it's supposed to cover. The, uh, what's it called? The boob cover? View under, boob? under boob. Under boobs are just like, almost like t-shirts that look like they were cut up for a rock concert. And straps here and crosses there. I mean, they're still attractive and you know, you, you're still going to turn your head as they walk by. But no, you're really going to turn your head. I prefer the the tr- a, a nice white, maybe black, sure one piece, or just your traditional two piece with the s- string around the back of the neck. <laughs> okay, and yeah. on the sides. All right. I was just wondering if you were going to come with an angle like it's discriminatory. I'll towards- come all right. <laughs> If it's discriminatory towards either women with no boobs or women with extremely large boobs, because at some point gravity is going to take over, and if there's nothing holding the bottom there, it's we're going to have a we're going to have a, a wardrobe malfunction. Well, no, because it's it's let the the wearer beware, so there's no discrimination. I mean, if you know, so go for it, right? You know that just like if you see me on the beach in a speedo and people are laughing at me, that's not discrimination. That's like, hey, I probably shouldn't have wore a speedo. <laughs> you know, I really shouldn't have. Right. Although when we get that place in Ludington, that's I'm rocking the speedo the whole weekend. <laughs> so Saga Tuck, but yeah, Saga- Ludding- Ludington Saga Tuck, they're a few hundred miles apart. No, whatever. Saga, I don't remember. You never said you were a geography major. I don't. I I never ever go to the west part of Michigan ever. Yeah. No, really. Oh, okay. Do you go to the? Let me ask you this question. This this is Saga. Lower. Saga Tuck is here. Yep. Where's Ludington then? Uh, up by your pinky knuckle, your first pinky knuckle. No, not that far. There you go. All right. Yeah. 
A little geography lesson for Mike. Yeah. Do you go to the east side of the state, Mike? You said you don't go to the west, but do you? Would you consider the? Well, I mean, like the like consider, along the lake. Oh well, yeah, because Bay Sta- City, yeah. Standish, sure. Alpena, Tawas, yeah. right? Yeah, for work I go to the east side, and then okay. what now is the thumb and bad axe? Is that considered? Because I was actually there once this year. <laughs> I have that's two not, stores there, yeah. but so that's not east. Well, it is. It's east, but I wouldn't consider Bad Axe necessarily like you know vacation territory. Everybody says they're a lot busier during the summer, and that's what I've always said. I said, "Who goes to Bad Axe for the summer?" <laughs> right. Caseville, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Some of you know Seabowing, yeah, probably Harbor. Is it Harbor City? Harbor Beach. Harbor Beach, yep. yeah. So anyway. So, but uh, just wanted to get your take on the under boobs uh, craze right now. So I'm still looking, but I for prefer, you. I prefer traditional. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. I w- want to give a personal thank you to you, or you and or Shelly because you bought the sure. shirt. It's it says Mount Drunkmore, and it's got the four presidents. Oddly enough, no JFK. <laughs> with American colors on it, and they're all drinking a beer. It looks like Jefferson and Lincoln have IPAs, and Washington and Roosevelt have your traditional, you know, like Budweiser's. And so I will be wearing this with pride because it fits in so nicely with our pod. Did not have a Mount Rushmore for this week, but given the fact that you got me the Mount Drunk More shirt, I said, we got to come up with something. And I'll post it, and I'm going to give it to the listeners. On you know, If I can remember to post it on Facebook in a timely fashion, I'll put, it, it. we're calling it a potpourri of Mount Rushmore. So all you got to do is get on there and say, Mount Rushmore of candy, Mount Rushmore of male porn stars. Mount Rushmore of blank, and then give your four favorite of whatever the topic is. Just a, kind of a catch-all, if yeah. you will. And what I did for my Mount Rushmore is I went my Mount Rushmore of Chicago Bears. And keep in mind, I'm going by players that I've actually personally seen live and or on television. So Gail Sayers is not going to be on this list. Dick Buckus, even though I mentioned the story of tearing up his autograph picture, I can't really remember seeing him play because he retired, I think, in 73. I was only six. So these are pl- my favorite. I'm not necessarily saying they're the Chicago Bears all-time greats. This is Mike Peters, Mount Rushmore of Chicago Bears. What category did you choose, Dave? I chose Spartan basketball players. All right. So my number four. Chicago Bear football player, and you'll see a uh, theme of these four, and I'll explain at the end. Dan Hampton, Danimal, defensive tackle number 99, beast. Mine, and in no particular order, I really can't put right. any of these guys in a in a particular order, but uh, Draymond Green, All right. Day-Day. My number two to introduce him off the Super Bowl shuffle is I'm Mama's Boy Otis, one of a kind. The ladies all love me for my body and my mind. Number 55, Otis, 
Wilson. All right. My next one, Steve Smith. All right. Former Atlanta Hawk. Yeah, I was going to say Atlanta yep. Hawk. He went to the NBA and he was Atlanta Hawk. Yep. Given millions and millions of dollars back to MSU and to his local community. He is a, he is probably one of, if not the best philanthropists uh, back to the communities that had, you know, helped give him his success. He's, he's one of the best. All right. Given your category of Michigan State basketball and my category of Chicago Bears football player, our our final choice is probably going to be a little anticlimactic because I think everybody can kind of dot the I's and cross the T's. But anyway, my number three, number 58, Wilbur Marshall from the University of Florida. Boy, that guy could fucking hit. You like the guys that can cause some damage, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first three are defensive players. Yep. <laughs> All right. Next one on my list, Mateen Cleaves. Now, didn't do very well at the professional level, but Tom Izzo has stuck to his guns year after year after year. And, you know, it is Michigan State basketball That's what I was players. Say. Yeah, it's your it's your Mount Rushmore of state basketball players. And uh and Tom has stuck to his gun. And guns and said, you know, Mateen, as far as a leader, as far as, you know, being the engine of that team, as far as being the voice and the passion and the, in the heart of that team, he, he's one of, you know, he, he is a top, he's a top three player. I think he said three, you know, top three players he's ever coached. All right. So. All right. And since I said our number ones are going to be kind of anticlimactic, who is my number one on my Mount Rushmore of Chicago Bears? Oh, my God. Refrigerator Perry. No. <laughs> no. He played with them. Well, played on the same team. I don't know, I don't know what kind of relationship they had. Oh, uh, shit. Quarterback. No. No. God dang it. Oh, of course. Um, shit. Oh my God. Yeah, the jersey the hanging, jersey's hanging in, in the, the North, North studio. studio. Yes. Oh my God, Mike, this is one of these times I'm having a freaking brain fart because you're going to be so pissed at me, but I'm going to say it anyway. Cause it's going to be funny when your reaction, I almost said Barry Sanders. Yeah. That, that yeah. Was, that's, that's comical. <laughs> oh my God. Why can't I 34? Yes. Number 34. Yeah. Sweetness is his nickname. I'm absolutely. I'm not seven beers deep, but I don't know why I'm having the the brain block I'm having. All right. Well, anyway, this is so stupid. The, the, the listeners already know it's Walter Payton. Oh my God! And now, I'll tell you yours. Yeah. And again, I'll almost put it on Lou Whitaker status. If it's not this, but it's got to be the Magic Man. Correct. All right. Yeah. Magic Johnson. All right. Now, the only one that I would argue, and again, I'm not. I'm not saying, hey, change your list. Yeah. I'm saying the only one that I really like on the Spartan list, I'm not sure if I would take, who's your, uh, who was the first one you said? Draymond. Draymond's in, Magic's in. Mateen, you're, maybe you're. And, and Mateen or Steve Smith, I'm probably replacing one of those two with Special K, Greg Kelser. See, that's the thing. Now, I've got, you know, I've got my Michigan State basketball Detroit Free Press posters yep. over here on the wall in the South Studio. And Kelser's on there. Yep. Great player. 
Would they have won? I don't know. Would they have won a national championship without Gregory Kelser? I mean, they had yeah. they had some great role players. Well, that does, I, I just, I'm not like I say I'm not arguing against yours. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying that's who I would have been. Yeah, he could. And the he only could one be that, in there. the only one that I'm because my two favorites mm-hmm. Spartans, uh, Special K, and then also Jay Vincent. Oh, a great player. Yeah, he, he was more of the silent type and kind of yep. like the the fill-in yep. type Got the player. work done. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, folks, the four guys that I mentioned all played for the Super Bowl twenty champions. So the one Super Bowl that my team has enjoyed, obviously those four players on it. Yes, I like Jim McMahon. There are other Bear players that yeah. I did like, but hey, you can, there's only four on the Mount Rushmore. The T-shirt proves it. I think. I think I probably will make sure I try not to listen to this episode because I'm going to feel like an absolute fucking doofus for not remembering like how I couldn't get Walter Payton in my head is beyond me. Uh, Some of the songs you've missed are easier than the Walter Payton (laughs) guests. So, I mean, it's all right. Yeah. So. All right. All right, I got one, and basically, I'm, I'm I'll put it. How do I? My fu is to the world we live in. Okay, and I'll draw, and I'm not even a hundred percent sure what it was, but in the other show that I do on a certain platform, in case they've tapped into our certain sentences here, I don't want to be ostracized on this medium either we did an episode last sunday night and this medium pulled our video and we received a strike you are allotted three strikes and the reason we got a strike was for hate speech and so mike had to go in there he edited a bunch of content, what he was thinking. Like, okay, maybe it was this, maybe it was this. And I'll tell uh, without. What's well, some bullshit if they didn't tell you what it well, was? It was hate speech. And I, but we've no, narrowed where it. Where it was or what and it was. We, and then he had to edit it and resubmit it, and it's still up there as of this moment. So he must have edited the right stuff out. And I'll get to the end of it there, but the three things we talked about that could possibly can be considered as air quotes air quotes hate speech we talked about a skit that dave Chappelle used to do about a family and dave Chappelle was the milkman and the family's name was google it kids because i'm sure you can even find that skit on this platform but i we received a strike for the fucking thing or it was, I said, I actually, and, and in this day and age, you can't say this word, but we were talking movie lines, and I said one of the early lines of The Bachelor, uh, the Hangover, when Bradley Cooper pulls up to his buddy's house on the microphone and pages a certain doctor in the movie theater, th- th- what I said on KBZ 
is in when he Bradley Cooper said paging. Look it up, folks. It's on the Hangover. Very early in the movie. I busted out laughing in the theater so loud. Probably had little tears in my eyes. I was laughing so hard over that line because when you use derogatory terms, I think context is crucial. Or the third thing is we were talking about the removal of statues and everything, and Mike mentioned a certain German figure. And I said, well, no, I said, I bet you a lot of Germans actually would like to see his statue. Well, no, I don't. And Mike's like, no, I don't. I said, what do you mean? In 1940, that certain German, people rallied around him. I did, do I believe in what he said and what he stood for? Absolutely, 100% no. I said there's a lot of probably Germans slash Nazis because you don't, you don't get the backing of a country like he got if they're not behind you. So they supported him. I, I basically said that this gentleman had mass support in the 40s. That's a fact. That's historical fact. Right. It was one of those three things, and we don't know if, I mean, shit, we don't have any viewers. In the, and I think we it, either Mike or myself know all the viewers, so I can't imagine it was one of our viewers that turned oh, us in. No, with the new or, AI. That's what, like, Larry, yeah. that's what Grandpa Blackhawk said. He said, I bet, like, and then I started thinking the movie Seven when uh, Samuel L. Jackson told Brad Pitt's character, like, if you go to the library and check out a book on, you know, nuclear bombs, you're flagged. Oh, yeah. And NSA I suppose, I suppose, you know, like, you know, if I said that German's name, YouTube slash Google is probably, whoa, 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 what are we talking about this guy for? Or if, when I'm saying the word to the, the, the line of the hangover. Right. And yeah. it's like, okay, so my fuck you is to that because there is there really is no freedom of speech in this country. Because I know, like, one of the things of freedom of speech you couldn't have, like, you couldn't yell, you never ever could yell fire in a crowded movie theater. Creates pandemonium, havoc, people getting trampled and everything. But I think context is key. And I, in the context of everything Mike and I said was. Fuck, it was a Dave Chappelle skit that was hilarious. Yeah, you, and I don't, you were either repeating history or you were repeating something that had already been done. Right. In, and for us to receive the a strike eye. for hate speech. They didn't take into context. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, you know, to me, so that's a big fuck you to that platform because I'm sure I can find any of the three things that I just mention right. if you search them on that platform i bet you you can pull them up yeah but yet we got the strike on it and there was no hate involved we're sitting there drinking rye bourbon and beer shooting the shit and i can't believe one of the minuscule people we had watching turned us in because we know all 30 people <laughs> right so it's like that's no. a big fuck you to that. No. It's just like everything is so incentive. Yeah, like I'm not going to go to Sunday Mass, which I haven't been doing in a while anyway, but I'm not going to go to Sunday Mass and mention as I'm going up for communion, 
Father, what do you think about uh, Liv Morgan getting an OnlyFans and doing a squirt video? I mean, come on. What do you think, big fella? Amen. You know, that, the context there, like, they'll be looking at me like, well, why would you bring that up during communion? I get that. But on this podcast, asking Liv Morgan to do a OnlyFans account is acceptable. So given, given the context exactly. of how so, you're how you're putting it out, yeah. There. So that yeah. Is, that it's just so frustrating on that that yeah. there you can't do anything in this world with that. No yeah. matter what. Oh yeah, it's and I won't even. I was had a very brief. It's not really a fuck you, but just based on that because we're I, I'm on I'm on the same page as uh, Grandpa Blackhawk in the sense that. You know, their AI or algorithms or it's all the same thing, you know, picked up a couple of words that yeah. maybe were not in a, you know, according to their formula, we're right. not in the right formula or whatever. And, you know, the, the stuff that I read in my Apple News and some of my, you know, the geeky stuff that I read, the quantum computers, along with the chat uh, GPT, along with all of the voice and the facial stuff with the video. I mean, it is going to get really, I, I watched a video. Uh, these guys were given a presentation. They had a lecture hall and they had some people in there and they were going through all the filters and stuff that you can get now on TikTok and whatnot. And pretty soon video evidence and audio evidence in court cases are not going to be provable. They're not going to be submissible because nobody, it's going to be really, 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 really hard to tell what's real, you okay. know, given context. And yeah. I mean, I'm taking what you're saying about the, you know, about that bot throwing down the hammer on you guys. You know what I mean? Right. Not understanding the context, but just taking, Oh, bad word. Yep. You know, you're flagged and it's not even a real person doing it. Can't be. There's no way that, are, that, they can hire enough people to right. surf through all that stuff. So, you know, they're, they're trying to make the computer smarter. Well, where is that going? And that's a whole different podcast and topic that I won't get into, but you start looking at some of that stuff and it's, it's fucking, they had a, the guys that were doing the, the, the seminar in the auditorium for people telling them about, Hey, this new technology, they had a woman um, doing a TikTok. Uh, right there and she was using a facial filter and she turned the filter off and it was like, holy shit, that's not even the same person. It's crazy. Right. You know what I mean? But it was in real time. Yeah. She was actually doing the TikTok in real time, you know, and touching her face and moving her lips and everything, the, the, the filter to give her, you know, voluptuous lips and, you know, the, 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 the longer lashes and all the different, the different color hair and all the different shit. And she turned it off. It's like you jump back yeah. and you go, Jesus. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it's going to get scary and it's going to get a little annoying for a while, I think. All right. Good fuck you. How was your week? No, no. Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, it's all first world problems. So I'd just be, I, I, I didn't have anything legitimately, you know. All right. All right. Well, you're up first rate steady Eddie. I'm going to rate Steady Eddie at a three. I saw you writing over there, but yeah. I didn't I didn't see what you wrote. I'm going to put it at a th good. I'm going to go a 3.35. 
right, and we close on a high note with almost an identical match. I went triple three, three point three three. Probably would have been higher, but I couldn't pinpoint the finish on the taste. I mean, it was just like it was almost like is this like a rubbing alcohol, a burbing? There was the IPA really? the whole through, and there was something on the finishing taste with each pull that was like this is different. I I liked it because I, I was thinking more three six seven ish. But the the ending flavor was just a little. Got to go three three, but clearly the best of the night. And then if you factor in the five point zero that I give the can and a marketing opportunity for a M- local beer or MLB, fuck, get, I, I would even Bud. I probably would drink Bud Light or at least collect the cans. Right. If <clears throat> Bud Light put, hey, here's our. All decade team of the '90s, our all decade '80s, you know, because current players couldn't be on there, could they? Well, this day with advertising all over the uniform, still they have the same rule as uh, the NBA, because I don't think NBA or NFL players can endorse alcohol products, can they? Well, Travis Kelsey is sponsored by uh, Fireball. Well, his podcast podcast is. I don't, but I think that would get him in trouble. I think it would. Yeah, but. Anyway, like I say, the can is beautiful. They're beautiful. I love the can. Yeah, yeah. You know, so very creative. Yeah. And it would be a collector's item. Very so. cool. But uh, what are our folks at on tap rate this bad boy? Well, again, we have a pretty good sample size at fifteen thousand, fifteen point two thousand, if we're going to be specific. And they come in at three point six five. All right. Little, they liked it a little better than us. I think that's the best rating of the night yeah. of the three untapped ratings we had. Well, anyway, Dave, little glitches, little hiccups, little sluggishness here in episode 190. But, yeah, hey, at, fuck, every at-bat doesn't end in a grand slam home run, Dave. Nope. That's all I can tell you, buddy. No, sir. Uh, sometimes you just got to move the runner over. You get, get him from second to third with less than two outs. But nonetheless, as I look down at the bottom of my glass, I can see him out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.